0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Radio.
1: Well, Wexford Business Professional Hair Labs was recently honoured at the National Enterprise Awards for its export achievements, and its CEO, Ryan Margolin, joins us now to tell us about this award winning company. Ryan, we'll be discussing Professional Hair Labs' success at the National Enterprise Awards. But first, I'd like to get an insight into where your love for business came from.
0: It stems back from when I was a kid, really. Both of my parents, you know, owned their own companies growing up, and um, it's really the environment that, that I grew up in. So, uh, from a very young age, uh, I've always had a keen interest in, you know, making sure ultimately, when, when it came down to it, that you know, I was able to kind of spread my wings and go on my own journey, rather than uh, you know, rather than you know, working for companies, you know, for the rest of my life.
1: And for those listening this morning that might be considering entering the world of entrepreneurship, what advice have you got for them?
0: I would say uh, simply that, you know, the work has to come uh, before the belief. You know, no one's going to pat you on the back. Um, It's a very lone and uh, solo journey for quite some time. So, um, you know, don't be disheartened by it, but um, don't be expecting uh, anyone to do you any favours. You just keep going and, and believe in what you're doing and, um, you know, don't take no for an answer. You'll have many pitfalls and failures along the way, but ultimately, if you keep going, you'll, you'll break through those.
1: It's solid advice. Now, I want to speak to you next about Professional Hair Labs. Provide us with an insight into the company and your initial involvement with the business.
0: Yeah, so um, Professional Hair Labs is a manufacturer of you know cosmetic bonding adhesives, shampoos, conditioners, scalp treatments, Initially, you know, was targeted towards the hair replacement industry, but more recently, we've diversified and, you know, developed new systems and products that have brought us deeper into the cosmetic manufacturing space. So, you know, we're offering now uh, skin care, you know, further hair care products, body care uh, and custom formulation services. So essentially anything that falls into the cosmetic space, we're able to develop and formulate for companies. Um, we've been in business since, uh, 1994. It was my father event, uh, initially who had started it, Howard. And, you know, through that time up until when I joined the company in 2009 and then my two brothers subsequently in 2011 and 2012 or 13, I think, um, you know, company was uh, average, they were averaging, you know, low six figures, uh, per year, but as time went on and we started to develop new strategies and look at new markets, we were able to um, quickly start to scale the company when we realized that, you know, there was products that were available uh, to us that were, you know, that there was a, they, they, they solved a really uh, important problem in the hair loss industry. So uh, over time, we were able to, um, through the, you know, education of, of the products, were able to expand the uh, awareness and, and ultimately, therefore, our products ended up in more consumer hands.
1: I'm always interested in speaking to manufacturing businesses to find out how they compete with China.
0: Uh, I could talk for days on that um, it 's not about for us it 's not about competing with China because uh, very quickly we realized that you know when our branded product ghost bond was um, was ultimately becoming the the global leader in the space, uh, the first place the counterfeit started coming from was China, um, so it was a very, very quick uh, learning curve that we had to uh, we had to engage with to make sure that we were able to minimise the impact that it was having on us. Um, and ultimately, you know, look, we accepted the fact we're never going to stop it, but through different technologies where we were able to protect our brand and uh, make sure that we were eliminating as much of it as possible.
1: And in terms of legal protections, have they been of any
0: benefit to you over the years? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, look, I mean, to give some advice in terms of IP protection, I mean, we, we kind of focused our our core three countries is China, uh, Europe, and the USA. And then obviously through Europe, you know, the WIPO system, we're able to expand it through multiple different countries with single applications. So it makes the process much more effective, cost effective and time effective. Um, so we've been able to, you know, get our reach into many different countries very quickly um, and then deal with the little hurdles that we've had to jump over o- along the way from, you know, maybe some countries might not make it as easy to get the trademark. They might come back with some queries and ultimately, it takes, you know, six months to a year to get those over the line. But, you know, we're, we're able to, to do it quite effectively now because we, we've learned the pitfalls that, uh, that, that, that you can fall into along those journeys.
1: And Professional Hair Labs has expanded across the EU. And I know that you were instrumental in developing a business development and digital strategy for this expansion. How did you approach it and what strategies proved to be particularly effective?
0: Yes. So, look, our, our initial success came from the U.S. market, and um, you know, typically, when we had that figured out, we thought, you know, look, we can just you know replicate the you know the strategies and bring them into Europe. But very quickly, uh, we realized that wasn't the fact. Um, Europe is a completely different market, operates in different ways, different cultures. Um, so, we had to really change the way we approach companies. Uh, we started to uh, develop some of our marketing material in the different languages um, through the use of some translators. We were getting help with communications and even at some points, look, we were even using translation software to you know communicate with a potential distributor or wholesaler so it was a It was a completely different way of doing business than we were used to, but ultimately it led us down you know a path to secure a really good distribution in some European countries, and that ultimately helped us. Get our products into hair replacement studios and then onto other online platforms. So, in terms of exports,
1: talk to me about your route to market into the different countries in Europe.
0: Well, the, the route to market was once we started to build relationships, it was, it was pretty simple. I mean, look, we, we have logistics partners, whether it be ground freight, air freight, uh, you know, sea freight. Um, we, we we have all the, the the multiple channels that are available to us, um, and obviously depending on the size, sometimes it's more cost effective to send you know sea freight. So it really depends on the country, the size of the you know the orders that are going into it. Uh, most of our business is done with DHL because they've evolved their logistics channels so well at this point that they can really accommodate any size uh, any size of a of a shipment. Uh, so. You know, they've been instrumental in in making sure we can reach countries uh, very simply and quickly without having to, um, you know, without having to jump over a bunch of red tape to get things in B2C.
1: And in terms of your channels to market, are you
0: using both B2B and B2C? We're predominantly B2B. Um, You know, over the years, uh, you know, the the industry has developed. Um, We do focus a lot on B2C now, not from a sales perspective, but from an education perspective. So what we're finding is now the education and the B2C focus is actually driving demand for the product.
1: And what has your experience been of appointing distributors and actually getting them to be active underground for you?
0: Yeah, that that's one of the biggest challenges. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be able to incentivize them, whether it's rebates, whether it's, you know, discounts, uh, whether it's point to sale. Um, ultimately, you know, what it really comes down to is that when you open up these discussions, one of the key things that, you know, that really makes them interested is how many clients do you have on the ground that you can actually put into their hands at the get-go? Um, because that, that, like at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to have to invest the time. They're the ones that are going to have to invest in the resources to get the brand out to their clientele. So I, th- I think it'd the easier you can make it for a distributor, the better. They already have the channels. You just need it make, to make it attractive enough for them to utilize their channels to put it into their hands.
1: And how supportive have the state agencies been here in Ireland to support you on your journey?
0: Uh, They've been very supportive. Um, We've gotten, you know, a lot of training, uh, a lot of um, advice. Um, You know, we've gotten some grant funding for really uh, important um, equipment expenses that we needed to expand our operations. And it was all made quite simple. Um, So the supports have been great uh, and they're still ongoing. Um, And we're really looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how much more the company can develop moving forward with these supports.
1: Of course, Professional Hair Labs recently won the Best Export Award at the National Enterprise Awards. A big win. But what did this win mean to you and the team?
0: It meant a lot. I mean, if you think about it, going back to the initial question you have, you know, giving advice for entrepreneurs starting. And, you know, I was saying, you know, the work has to come before the belief. It's, you know, when something like this happens, it was great to be nominated and to just be there on the night. But when you actually win something like that, um, it, 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 it's just a metric that shows, you know, the importance of what you're doing and the impact that it's having. I mean, the products that we make are not, um, they're not just service-based products. They're, they're physical products that actually contribute to somebody's life being changed, you know, like hair loss is a very intimate thing. So when the team around you sees this and sees the impact and something like this happens, uh, it really motivates people to know that, you know, that they're doing a good thing. And they're on a team that's consistently achieving. And
1: Ryan, what did you learn from the overall awards process, and what feedback did you get from the judges?
0: Well, the feedback from the judges—it wasn't more, more so. Uh, it wasn't as much of the feedback. It was more so the questions that were asked. You know, you you could tell from the the judges that there was a uh, a lot of different you know um, um, uh, principles there, and and a lot of different experience. And the questions were absolutely phenomenal. In fact, they triggered a lot of. Uh, a lot of thoughts on our end you know Um, we went back to the drawing board and we're like you know let's take a look at this question and see what we're what we might be missing here or what you know how we can improve here so i think the the, you know the overall process was uh was really straightforward but at the same time we probably got a lot more from it than they did because um, they were able to share some of their knowledge through the questions that they had about the company
1: and from an employment perspective how many people are working in professional hair labs currently and across what roles
0: so right now, as of today, in, in, in the EU side of the business, we have 14 employees. And then on the US side that operates you know, our distribution uh, facility throughout the United, to supply our products throughout the United States, we have another 15 people there. So um, you know, it's, it's a huge growth in terms of where we were three years ago. But uh, ultimately, you know, it's just about getting the right people on the team, because when you get that momentum, it just naturally builds. And what's in store for the future growth? Well, look, for the future growth, I mean, we're looking at, you know, increasing our revenue 20 to 30 percent each year. And right now, year on year, we've been we've been hitting that, Um, you know, even through COVID, we had some challenges, but we still hit, you know, our figures and our numbers. We had to pivot a little bit. Um, We were we weren't really classified as an essential service. So we were faced shutting the doors and we had to pivot into the manufacturing of hand sanitizer to make sure the door stayed open. So. Fortunately for us, you know, we, we thought a little bit outside the box of how we could make sure we were retaining our momentum. So that, that's the aim for the next few years, 20 30% each year. Um, we're nurturing the current clients that we have to see what other services and products we can provide to them. And then naturally, we're you know, looking and acquiring more customers through lead generation through our, you know, our website or media channels.
1: Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ryan Margolin from Professional Hair Labs, and I'm certain that they will continue to be an excellent ambassador for County Wexford as they continue to grow internationally.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.